Welcome, welcome everybody to the Electric Talk podcast, episode number four. I am your host, electrical engineer Jules, and today we're going to be talking about senior projects for electrical engineering programs. So February is Black History Month, and I wanted to celebrate that by talking to you guys about Otis Boykin. He was an electrical, I'm sorry, he was an African-American electrical engineer, and he made some great improvements on electrical resistors that were used in missiles, computers, and pacemakers. So I'm reading this uh, website called unbelievable-facts.com. And here it says his widely acclaimed artificial cardiac pacemaker control unit uses electrical impulses to maintain a regular heartbeat. Uh, I think this is very uh, well accomplished guy here. In 1959, his inventions, his inventions bore fruit when Otis created a wire position resistor that saw its use in radios and televisions. So this guy made some good headway in the resistor field. He was able to research and come up with more efficient resistors that were then implemented into mass market products. So I think as simple as resistors can be, uh, we really do take them for granted because they just seem so simple. They're passive components. And for the majority of the time, we kind of just you know, install them in our circuits and forget about them because they're so reliable. But at the same time, they are a very important part of any circuit that we use. So uh, thank you, Mr. Boykin, for your contributions to electrical engineering. Before we get into the senior project subject that I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to give you guys some updates. I'm still not employed as an electrical engineer. I still have my same job that I had before. However, I do have a bite, you know. I threw my lines out there and one company is interested. They've talked to me, they seem really serious. I don't wanna mention any names yet, but I'm excited and at the same time I don't wanna get overly excited because you know you know how that goes you get too excited and then nothing happens and and then you end up you know back to square zero but a little bit more demoralized so i'm just gonna keep my faith but uh there's nothing promised yet so we'll see how it goes and i'll keep you guys updated so another uh thing that i've been working on is my video for youtube it really bogs down all the projects that i do because at least for now since i'm still learning the whole creation process the thing with making youtube videos for electrical engineers or probably just engineering in general is that there needs to be a lot of visualization involved and especially electrical engineering you can't just tell people what a square wave is and then expect them to know what it looks like you know it's you have to be able to do 
graphic designing on your videos. So that's kind of what I'm stuck on. I'm sure once I learn how to make all of these graphic animations and you know, they're simple graphic animations. I'm just really making square waves, sine waves, graph graphical designs so I can show people what I'm talking about and things like that. So I think once I get into the know-how of all of those things, my future projects are going to flow a lot quicker. But as of now, uh, it's it's going pretty slow. I have been working on one video for, I want to say three weeks. And for the most part, it, it really has been um, a lot of Photoshop and me learning how to use the After Effects features that allow me to make graph and component, things like that. So. I know how to make a sine wave now, and that one is pretty easy, but for some reason, the square wave, uh, as simple as that is, it's not, it's, it's just difficult. And I'm not gonna get into that, obviously, it's a whole different topic, but yeah, that's just kind of what I've been dealing with recently. And other stuff, let's see what we got. Learning how to code, so that, um, like I mentioned in previous episodes, has, been an integral part of being able to apply because a lot of positions that electrical engineers apply for require you to know some kind of coding all right as fun as it is to just play around with electronics at the end of the day they're gonna have to go into a device that is gonna have to talk to another device and that's when the coding comes in so i i'm still working on that i've been uh, practicing for a few hours, a few times a week. All right. I, my goal is to at least try to get in five, but honestly, I have been doing about three days during the week, a few hours though, you know, I'll, I'll sit down for like two hours at a time and it still gets me further along than what I would have if I hadn't done any coding training period. But I think I really need to like settle down a bit more. I just got a lot on my plate right now between work, videos, projects, family, and now coding everything that I have going on. I have a pretty full plate and I think I'm, I'm managing pretty well with all of that. So I'm just going to try to, you know, prioritize coding a little bit more. All right. So speaking of projects, uh, mine is coming out along coming along pretty good uh, if you haven't listened to any previous episodes i am fixing the lighting system on my fish tank and instead of using the leds that come under the lid because the moisture just keeps breaking them i'm gonna use a led strip that goes on the lip that is right outside of the moisture zone which let's call it that and it faces inboard and i'm using uh, three potentiometers, uh, which are pretty much pulse width modulated, uh, from an Arduino and they are controlling a 12 volts, uh, led RGB strip. So it, it's coming along good. I was able to get the three potentiometers to work individually. So now I can choose whichever color I want at, you know, whatever intensity, but not just that, I also went ahead and added a feedback system. And, and that is an LED screen that tells me what percentage of pulse width modulation 
is going on for each individual color. So this kind of allows me to, one, you get feedback, right? So you know, like, let's say you have three LEDs and one is at 100%, one is at 50%, and one is at 100%. You have a color and then you can just remember that configuration or whatever. But it just makes it a lot more fun, right? You have knobs, but also, not just the knobs, you have an LED screen telling you, sorry, it's not an LED, it's an LCD, but the screen is telling you what you're doing as you're doing it. And yes, I came up with that because I thought it'd be fun, but just think about the kids. They were gonna be so into that project and I really am excited to see how they interact with it. And I just, I really need to finish it like ASAP. So I think my plan is to go ahead and finish the project and then um, make the video later on. And now for our main topic, picking a senior project for your electrical engineering program. So if your school was like mine, uh, towards the end of your program, you were going to have to participate in a team project that would kind of showcase everything that you had learned throughout your studies in the program. And that was certainly the case for us. We had a team of three and we actually went with a project that um, allowed you to, or not allowed you, that helped you park in a garage within a certain, uh, we called it a green zone, but it was pretty much the optimal zone in the parking garage where you were just barely escaping the uh, garage door hitting your car and in turn giving you like as much space available in the front of your car, which is your garage, you know, walk around area. So that was pretty much our project. And I have a few takeaways from that project and I'll also be telling you more about the project as we go on. So the first obstacle you're gonna have to overcome is picking the actual topic that your project is gonna be on. Or I, I shouldn't call it a topic, I should call it a problem because at the end of the day, engineers, that's what we do. We solve problems or we research and see what problems can be solved from that research. Maybe not just necessarily um, solving problems from the back, from the get-go. But anyways, for this project, um, you wanna you want to try to find a problem that you can solve. Like for example, pick an everyday issue that you have reoccurring. All right, for me, uh, my girlfriend parks in the garage and she always has to make a micro adjustment uh, because she likes to have as much space in front of her car as possible, but still she doesn't want to like hit the garage door. So there's always like a micro adjustment that she makes. And I thought that I can make that process a lot faster if you just come up with a sensor that can measure her exact distance and give her feedback on how far she is from the front of the garage and so that she doesn't have to make that micro adjustment. She just goes in, pulls up, stops, and you know, she's done with the parking spot. I mean, it really isn't like a big problem to solve, but that is what makes this project so good is that 
you're solving an engineering problem, you're applying engineering skills to that problem, and at the same time, it's simple, which is gonna allow you to concentrate on what really matters in engineering. So instead of you trying to solve complicated issues like world hunger or the energy crisis, which, mind you, if you are that ambitious and you have that much time and energy, just feel free to go ahead for that. But if you were like me, where you were still doing other classes, you were still doing homework, you were still doing work, you were still doing family, time was very limited and you wanted to just get right into a project and start solving it. That is when you wanna stay simple and try to work out a problem that you can easily solve. And don't worry if you think your project is too simple because that was, that was kind of my initial takeaway because really what my project consisted of at its core was an Arduino, a distance sensor, and three LED lights that gave you feedback on the position of your car. And that is so simple that it makes you wonder like why would you even like do a senior project, a culminating project of all your skills on this simple thing. But when you really think about it, you you can break down all these components individually and you can elaborate on the simple components and you can make your your project be so much more elaborate and therefore complicated. So start simple and then work your way to complicated. That's, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. So for example, for me or for our team, uh, once we had the basis of how to solve the project, uh, we wanted to start elaborating on, first of all, there's a scale issue, right? So our project, we were able to do a one-tenth scale. We were able to build a one-tenth garage. We bought a one-tenth car and we made the whole project uh, easily displayed in front of our class while we were presenting it. So, you know, that's another thing is if you can scale your project down, if it's like something of a bigger size, you can easily scale it down. That's also good. And what we did to make our project more elaborate was we started researching all the different components. For example, distance sensors, there's many different types and each one has its own drawbacks. Uh, for example, for us, we ended up going with a, a laser sensor. I forgot the name of it, but it it's a very accurate sensor. I mean, we also had a sonar sensor. I think there's also the option of LiDAR and all those different kinds of sensors. Each one had a drawback. So we concentrated more on the documentation and the explanation of how these different sensors work and why or why not they wouldn't have been an optimal choice. So you wanna, again, start simple and then start working your way up. That way you can make your project just more meaningful, right? Um, another thing is if you're doing an Arduino project, you can also show your coding abilities. And part of what we did was break down the code of our Arduino into the, like the thesis of the part of our project is like, hey, we know how to code. We kind of broke it down like, okay, here is our variables, here is our formulas, and then here is how the code is gonna run. 
So we broke down the code individually. And then once we had these simple things figured out, we started to elaborate a little bit more. So we ended up adding an LCD screen, an LCD screen to display the actual distance that the sensor was receiving um, back to the Arduino. We also made a big deal about the power system of our project because not only did we have a project already solved, but now we had to figure out how we were going to power this whole project. And we made that an issue into our paper as well. So what do we do to power this? Well, we had 12 full LEDs. And what does an Arduino use? Well, our, the Arduino that we had was able to actually take 12 volts uh, VCC. But we wanted to illustrate power management and power control. So we used a buck converter to turn our 12 volts uh, into five volts. And that was another component that we were able to add into our project. And so now we have our laser sensor, you know, monitoring the distance. We have the feedback control, which is the LED lights giving the operator the feedback. And then also a secondary feedback, which is the LCD screen showing the class or whoever is staring at the project, the actual distance from the sensor. And then now we added a third or an extra component, which was the power management system. So now we had uh, batteries, we had a battery management system chip component uh, to the, attach to the batteries, which, uh, you know, kept it from over discharging, overcharging, overcurrent, shorting, things like that. And then we also added the buck converter, which added the component of voltage modulation, power control, things like that. And we were also able to work that into our paper. So now you can see how this simple project idea, right? You make it simple and, and then you just slowly start adding components to it that make it better, but also allow you to complete your paper, just make your paper feel more complete. At the end of the day, our project was so simple, but we were somehow still able to write a full blown paper and make a whole presentation and the guys that we had other projects in there and most of the guys that were in the other projects were working on their projects up until like i'm pretty sure the day of the class and yeah i'm sure part of that was procrastination or whatever but they had a lot more complicated projects not complicated but just it was they were harder to build because of their complexity and for us we were able to start working on presentations finish up papers and things like that like a few days before the project was due so like i said if you have the time and energy go ahead for the more complicated ones we ended up going simple and it played in our favor so um let's see some of the stuff that you can talk about in your project are costs. So engineering is not just about solving problems, but it's also about making sure that these solved problems are accessible to most people, right? So obviously cost is an important part here. Um, functionality, 
you want to talk about scalability, manufacturing, durability, and obviously you want to make things look good. So the cost obviously is a factor that you must include in any engineering project. And this was not an exemption. We talked about the cost and what we went with the components compared to others due to cost and functionality and things like that. And the manufacturing was also an important aspect because we wanted to be able to show that it was easy to replicate and easy to fix any parts or broken things. So that is another aspect of the project that you can talk about, all right? Cost, functionality, scalability, manufacturing, durability, and showmanship. So that is probably the part that would add a little bit more. And documenting as you go along with your project is really important. So not, not just, for example, if you make a minor change, like instead of using this type of LED, we're gonna use a different type of LED. You wanna document that and give a reason why and make your paper a lot richer. So once you have your project, all of these extra components that you added, you wanna concentrate on the presentation and all of the documentation is gonna allow you to uh, give a richer presentation. So what we did, you know, you have to present your project to your classmates and there's uh, random bystanders for us. We had the Dean, we had a few students that were adding and uh, family members from the people that were part of the presentation there as well. You have to pretty much what we did, you, you wanna present your paper, but in PowerPoint form. And not to the point where you have like so much of your paper that you pretty much copy and paste it, but you do wanna have all the important bullet points, all the important parts. And then another thing was we copied and pasted our full code, our Arduino code, into the presentation, which again, you're adding that programming skill, which is also part of it being an electrical engineer. And you're gonna present to the public or the people that you're presenting to um, how you derive that code and how that code works. And you know, it creates an opportunity for you to teach people how the coding part works, but it also adds another topic or it, it adds another dimension to your presentation, which is for sure going to help your grade. And again, um, we went the day prior and we were practicing our speech in, in the same area where we were going to give the speech. So that is what um, I do recommend doing that. That way you kind of have already done a rundown of the speech. You can smooth over any mistakes or any you know things that happen that you wouldn't expect so for us we had an issue with the connection between the uh projector that was in that classroom and our computer so we had to do a little bit of um memory data transfer things there real quick so we were able to solve those the day before or at least we expected we knew what was going to happen the day prior maybe in a future episode i can see if my teammates want to come in on this podcast and give their version of how this project went down if, if you guys are interested. So, you know, leave some comments. Let me know if that is something that interests. 
But I think that's all I have for this topic and uh, all I have for today. So I think next week, next week or maybe in two weeks, um, we're going to talk about a utopian energy efficient smart home. All right. It's something that keeps going through my head. I read this book and it just it keeps popping up in my head on how to have the most energy efficient smart home and it's not just solar panels it's not what you think it there's a lot more because of the way that the electrical grid works and all of that it's a lot more complicated than what we think of initially so it's a good topic to talk about and i really do want to make that into a whole podcast and not just throw in a few pointers here So stay tuned for that in our next session. And until then, uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast. Please leave some comments if you are interested in certain topics or if you want me to go over certain topics uh, that I've previously gone over or that you have questions about or that you want to hear more about. So hope you guys have a great time. I'll see you guys or I'll talk to you guys next time and peace out.